Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Stay Grounded. You guys are having an awesome, awesome, awesome day. I am in a particularly awesome mood because I'm introducing this week's guest, Mrs. Jen Hansard. So Jen is one of my favorite people. This was actually just such a fun interview because Jen, she's amazing. I I love everything she's up to. She's the founder of Simple Green Smoothies, which is a business that she started out of pure necessity. As a mom, she went through a lot of phases where she was low in energy. She was relying on a lot of coffee to keep herself going through the day. And eventually, she started filling her body up with lots of nutritious green smoothies. And what started as a simple way to just fix her own life ended up becoming a global movement that's impacted over 1 million people all over the world. And so she's an incredible entrepreneur, a wellness advocate, and a life enthusiast more than anything. I mean, uh, that's something actually I love talking to Jen about on this episode was just how she started living life and experiencing passions and making more time to experience everything that life has to offer in her version of what extraordinary living means. And man, it was, it was so refreshing to hear from such a successful entrepreneur who's a best-selling author, a speaker, an art director, a nature lover. I mean, she's done so many things, but she makes time to be an amazing mom. She makes time to live out her passions. She just got done running the Grand Canyon from rim to rim to rim, and we talk about that on this episode. She flies. I mean, she's, she's amazing. So I can't wait for you guys to get to know Jen and just experience how somebody can have it all, can go out there, have a successful business, but then can also make time to live their lives as full as they want to. And Jen's the shining example of that. So I hope you guys are inspired by Jen's story. I know I am. Uh, she's got a free seven-day green smoothie challenge at simplegreensmoothies.com. So go check that out too. But in the meantime, guys, um, before we get started, if you haven't already subscribed to Stay Grounded on iTunes, all that means is you'll get a, every single episode. It'll just sit in your app every single week whenever it goes live. And you guys can listen to all the goodness that comes out as soon as it does. And then head to rajana.com forward slash stay grounded to access tons of podcast extras from group access to extra interviews to extra reflections and things that come straight from me. I mean, this is all for you guys to just access and, and use to live an extraordinary life. So hope you enjoy it and hope you guys enjoy this amazing episode with Mrs. Jen Hansard. Cheers. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to another episode of Stay Grounded. Jen's not used to seeing me so excited. No. Uh, no. You just kind of turned on the switch there. I'm always as excited. What are you talking about? Um, (laughs) No, no, no. Guys, hope you're super excited. I'm just so excited right now for today's guest, Miss Jen Answered. How are you, Jen? 
I'm doing awesome. Not as awesome as you, though. I think I need to have a double shot of espresso to get that kind of energy. I can going. help you out with that. I, I, I know you a can. guy. I know. <laughs> a guy. Um, but uh, no, I'm I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming, and you know, I I obviously love you and what you're up to, and I think that's why I'm so excited <laughs> because I've been anticipating this day for a while, and I know you have a lot going on, and I'm just like so excited to dive into all of it. All right, me too. Let's do it. All right, so. Already introed you prior to this episode, so I will not bore our listeners with repeat details. So my first question for you, I was going through your bio, actually, of all places. Why would I read your bio before we jump on an interview? Um, (laughs) But I was going through your bio, and I was reading, and first of all, I didn't know your story. So that was new to me. Mm. And I love the simplicity of how your life changed. It was back to the one simple concept of just fixing one part of your life. Why do you think fixing one part of your life in such a simple way made such a field of momentum to change other parts of your life too? I think it definitely was I chose the right thing to focus on. A lot of times I will do something simple, but it doesn't have such great results. But this one thing just happened to be the thing that really changed my life, opened up opportunities, and that thing was green smoothies. and. Not only did it help me get more energy, lose weight, feel my best, but it also helped my family boost our immune system. And it allowed me to grow a business out of it. And just that explosive power that came from one simple daily thing is still changing my life every single day. And it's been seven years now. And it's amazing. How is it still changing your life? Well, I just got back from some incredible adventures that I got to go on. And one of them was I ran the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim. So Mm. you start on the South Rim, and then you go down to the bottom of the canyon, which is about seven miles down to the Colorado River. You cross it, and then you hit Phantom Ranch. And then you start 13 miles of gradual uphill to the North Rim. And the last three miles of that uphill are the steepest, hardest thing I've ever done. And every like footstep I took, I was like, I should have done the stair stepper. Like I wish I had trained <laughs> on that stair stepper <laughs> because I was dying. So, But then you turn around and you do the same thing again to get back to the South Rim. So I did why? it in a day and a half with why? a girlfriend. Why was that trip important to you? You know, I've always been connected with the canyon. I think the first time I was there was in fifth grade. I had three girlfriends with me and one set of parents took us. It was our big field trip for the for the summer, actually. And we went there knowing we were going to hike it. And being that young, I was just like, we're going to hike the Grand Canyon. I don't know. Can we do this? This is like, we're too young. We're just girls. And we we got our hiking gear and we did it. We went 10 miles round trip in that canyon. And I remember coming out of that trip and it was so hard and it was so hot that summer, but we did it. And ever since then, I I know that's really what shaped my life to feel like, even if I don't think I can do something, just take that next step and go for it. And it's amazing what, what you can do, even when you don't even know it's possible. And so that's how the canyon kind of has changed me. And so I came back this time because, because on that one trip in fifth grade, I remember getting to the turnaround point and being like, but we haven't even seen the whole thing. Like we're just getting started. And so I always knew I wanted to go back and really explore it deeper. And at 35 years old, I finally got back there and I saw like, oh, I feel like most of that canyon (laughs) after 47 miles. 
How did you feel afterwards knowing that this was almost coming full circle? Was there a sense of completeness or did you feel sad? What did it feel like? I bawled my eyes out. I was hysterically like like crying the last two miles because we were so tired. Like we were so hungry. We were so tired. We hurt everywhere. My friend Chris and I, we, we were doing it together and nonstop pain for at least... I want to say four hours of just going up these switchback after switchback and thinking you can't go on, but not having a choice because there's no other way out. And so we got to this one bend in the road and we looked up and we could actually see the top. And like that gave us so much hope. And we just started bawling because we went from taking just one more step, one more step to seeing like, that's where we're going and we're almost done. And by the time we got to the end, I think... I was relieved because it was so long and so hard, but I was in awe too. Like you're almost numb, but you're like so zenned out too, because you look back, like we got to the top and we looked across that Canyon and we just stood there and I just could not believe my legs, my body had gone that far down across and back in such a short amount of time. And it's just amazing what you can do. It was beyond what I knew I could do. But there I was, did it. Did you feel easier when you saw the top? No, surprisingly, it was just as hard. It took forever to get that last two miles. I think it took another hour, like almost. It was the slowest walk. Like your our quads were burning, our calves were just trashed. And you're really just dragging your body up. And the elevation change too made it really hard to breathe. And so we were constantly having to take breaks. It, it was rough. When was the first time you did something that made you realize you can do anything? Hmm. First time. I mean, it might have been that Grand Canyon trip in fifth grade. I can't think of before that, but I feel like there's many times after that too. For me, like one was when my dad made me learn how to change the oil in our truck. Wow. Yeah. That was something I never wanted to do or I knew nothing about mechanics and he just told me at 16, he said, if you're going to drive this car, you're going to learn how to change the oil because you need to understand how vehicles work and how to maintain them. And that was one of those experiences where after that, I felt like I had a piece of understanding about something that seems so difficult and complicated and you had to pay someone else to do for you. And so that was one of those where I was like, if I can do that, like I can do other things too. Like, I got this. I love that. And that's such a great metaphor for just the way you can navigate life too. We were talking about this before we got on, but the the importance of saying yes to things mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and experiences that are almost out of your, your wheelhouse. How often do you say yes to things that are out of your comfort zone? Because <laughs> it sounds like you say yes to yeah, a lot of things, Jen. I know. My husband would say I say yes to too many things outside of my comfort zone because those are the things I get most excited about. I would say when I was younger, I was more cautious about those things and was like, I don't know. But now after doing so many crazy things and having it always work out, like we, we moved from Los Angeles to Florida with like no money and a trailer and our two kids and made a new life for ourselves. And that was one of those super crazy things where I had no clue how it was going to work out. Like we left our house in California and didn't even have a place we were going to settle We just kept driving until we got to the town and figured things out when we got there. And so 
I feel like I've seen so many times it just works out beyond what I can even imagine and how I feel afterwards has changed me so deeply that like I'm more excited to say yes to those opportunities when they come along and way less hesitant about them. Did you feel like that was the case when you first started making green smoothies? Yeah, I mean, I that was more desperation. I would say like I needed something that would help us. I needed that magic pill that would give us more energy that would stop my kids from getting sick. Um, that would keep us out of the emergency room because we didn't have health insurance. I felt like I had very few options left at that point, And I was willing to try anything, even if it was green, because I was not into drinking my greens. I wasn't into salads, but I gave it a shot. And immediately I loved how I felt and I loved the taste. Yeah. And now you help, I would say, millions <laughs> of people experience yeah. that same thing. It's funny how, you know, you, you said it yourself, you know, you, you drove until you found something and just decided to figure it out. Yeah. You fell down into a hole of desperation and then you found something and then you just figured it out. You did it. And so I feel like you've got this natural propensity for just kind of leaning into things and, yeah. and almost trusting that things are going to work out. How has that changed since the first time you felt that? I think I've really learned to enjoy being uncomfortable. And that's the biggest difference is when I get to that place where there's uncertainty or where there's pain or where you're just feeling like you're constantly hitting a wall, whether it's in your business or relationships. Now, I don't see that as like a way to look back and go the other way. Whereas I used to, I used to be like, okay, this didn't work out or this is too hard. Like, let's go back to where we were and then maybe we'll try something different. Now I, I lean up against that wall and I say, I'm pushing on you and I'm going to figure out what's on the other side. And I, I do. There's always something greater when you get to that other side of the wall. Then why do you think the fear, where do you think the fear comes from of trusting that there's something on the other side of the wall when there's stories, there's movies, there's people like yourself who have time and time proven that yeah. there's always something greener on the other side, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> Why do you think people are still scared? I think it's how we're wired. Like we, we care what other people think. We, we're so scared of failure and failure happens all the time. I'm not saying my, my life is a success story. It's really failure after failure where I've found success through it. But I think a lot of us don't even want to get there or have to have those labels put on us. Or maybe we just want to be surrounded by comfort zones, maybe that feels better to us or foods that make us feel good. You know, like a lot of times it's easier to eat that pizza and mac and cheese because that's so comforting. It's so like bringing back your childhood of eating box mac and cheese or whatever. But the reality is it's once you step outside of that and teach yourself to enjoy different foods, push yourself outside that limit, that new opportunities come like your cravings change, your energy changes, your body changes. What does being uncomfortable feel like? It feels like there's opportunity everywhere. I feel like when I get to that place, I'm almost like in this sphere of I can choose 360 degrees of options, but I know where I'm going. I'm always going to keep pushing forward. But it's for me, it's freeing. I guess it's knowing that you're in the hardest part, the part that you're most scared of. You are in it at that moment and you're doing okay. So instead of thinking that when you're in the, the hardest part that it's failure or that you're going to die or that 
the worst thing's going to happen, I actually realize, you know, it's not that bad. Like I can keep going. It's almost like there's reserves in the tank that Mm -hmm. tend to come out when you're pushed up against the wall. Yeah. Well, and the wall's never as big or scary as you think it's going to be. We just don't get close enough to realize that a lot of times. Oh, I love that. I love that. So then getting close to it is, and that's the importance of just saying, and it goes back to saying yes to things. When you get really close to things that you don't know how to do and you realize that they're not going to hurt you, it turns into an opportunity. Yeah. Well, and I think I was realizing for me, every decision I make is shaping my life every single day, every single moment. And a lot of times the decisions that were shaping my life are based on fear and doubt and what ifs. And instead of using my dreams and my hopes and desires to shape my life, which is really the most important ones. And so this past year, I've really allowed my dreams, my passions to guide me and push off any doubts, any fears and not let them lead me. And I mean, this has been the most incredible year of my life. I've done so many great things. I've published a second book that became a number one bestseller. I ran the Grand Canyon. I did a motorcycle adventure race through Morocco and survived <laughs> without and survived. knowing how to ride a motorcycle. So. <laughs> Brilliant. And, I, and you know, I've always believed that you're either pushed by fear or pulled by passion. And life just feels so much better when you're naturally being pulled into the things, the people, the opportunities, the trust you have that wherever you're being pulled is going to, it's going to feel right. And it's going to be the right thing when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and I have kids too. And so for me, a lot of that drive, I would say for me is to show my kids and to model a life that I want them to live. So I can tell them all the time to go after their dreams. But if they're seeing me just sitting behind a desk all day, like working on my computer, building a business behind the scenes and not really living a life, like they're not going to get it. And so I have to be out there doing the things that I say are important, the things that I love, where I'm smiling. I'm every day I wake up excited. And that's because I'm doing things beyond just work every day. I'm really living out my passions. How do you do that every day? You, okay. I read the book Essentialism and that kind of like really woke me up because I'm driven by a schedule. Like I freaking live in Google Calendar. <laughs> like that's the only way <laughs> to like keep me alive at this point, I feel like, because there's so much going on. And so I used to do it where, because running is one of my favorite things to do. Like I'm one of those crazy people that actually loves to run. I'm not fast, but I, I love going slow and steady. And so I learned that I love to run, but I could never fit it into my life. And I was frustrated. I was like, this is something I think is important. I want to exercise but it never happens. And so according to the book, Essentialism, you actually take everything off your calendar and then you start with the things that are most important to you. And that's what I did. So I put running 8 a.m. every day. As soon as I would take my son to the bus stop, I'd already be in my running clothes and he'd get on the bus and I would take off for that run. And so it actually became the schedule of my day was based around the things that were important. So cooking dinner and having dinner time also got on that schedule. Because if it wasn't, I sure as heck would fill that time with a meeting or something. So we'd be running through fast food quickly on our way to a sports game. Like it was just, there wasn't space if I didn't make it a priority. Mm, I love the idea of actually zeroing out your calendar and starting with what's most important. But it wasn't just what's most important. It was what you felt 
like you love to do. Yeah. And that's the distinction, right? Because if I would have, yeah. if I'd empty out my entire calendar, if I was trying to do what was most important, I would be like, oh crap, like what's the thing I have to do for my business? Or like, I would think about the most pressing thing right there. I'm actually the same way. I, I wake up first thing in the morning and I work out. Mm-hmm. So like I actually go to sleep in my, in my clothes. Yeah. So no excuses. <laughs> I actually, this is how far I go. I put my, I put my gym clothes on. I fill up a glass of water that's sitting right there. And I know that I have to chug it before I go to the gym. Like <laughs> I set everything up before I actually go to bed. Yeah. Then when I wake up, I don't have to think. I'm like, all right, I know I have to brush my teeth. I know I have to put the socks on that are perfectly laid out right next to my shoes. And it's just like clockwork. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I feel like if I didn't have that, I don't know if I would be as consistent. I I know when I do my long runs that are like 5 a.m., like I'm not a morning person, but I will get up to run if it's like a really fun day. And so we'll do 5am long runs and I have to have it all laid out too. Cause my brain is like, it can't tell, it wants to stay in bed. Like literally it's like telling me get back in bed. And I have to say, there's the socks, there's the toothbrush. <laughs> like, keep on going, Jen, like get out that keep door. <laughs> like you're leaving little breadcrumbs yes. to like to, 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 the, to the end place, which just happens to be your door, which is fantastic. And you know, what? I don't think that's a bad thing. No, you know, I, I had this realization a little while ago that my mom, I actually learned this from my mom, like my mom, and if you're listening, mom, I love you, you know, for her, she'll talk about getting up early. She'll talk about kind of doing that, but like, she feels like she has to be the one to will her way into like getting up early. Like she wants to mm-hmm. be that person. Yeah. Me, I'm on the other hand, I'm like, you know what? I will use every hack I can to get myself up early Yeah, and then just hope I catch on at some point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I don't think I will. I I don't think I will catch on. I think I need hacks for life on becoming a morning person. <laughs> well, I think that's powerful. I want to I want to dive into that. So like how else do you hack your life? Cuz I love what you said about infusing your day with things that you love and things that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an amazing business that also is aligned with a lot of your own personal philosophies. Yeah. But like how do you go about just living your day-to-day and I love that you schedule trips and, and you say yes to things. That's I think that's a whole other conversation. But how do you live your everyday with more passion, happiness, and fulfillment? Gosh. Sorry for throwing a hammer at you. I know. <laughs> I don't even know how. Let me think. How do I do it? I mean, I surround myself with people who support it, too. I think every day, like, people are on my side. And I'm not always having to explain myself. It's more like... They're asking me, like, what do you have going on next, Jen? Like, they're excited to follow along with my next adventure. And so, like, that's already happening. Like, I was at the coffee shop this morning. And they're like, okay, you just got back from Morocco. Like, what is next? That keeps me motivated and reminds me, like, you're right. Like, I do need to figure something else out because those are the things I love to do. So having people in my life that support the life that I want to live is helpful I also am very goal oriented. And so I do write lists of things and there's always something passionate that I do every single day and it has to make it on that list. And it could be small things. Like for me, being outside is like one of my favorite things in the world to do. So I'll even like put walk the dog and just take a walk around the block. And for me, that's just enough time outside, taking a break from work, breathing fresh air, watching my dog be crazy. And that helps me like kind of fulfill what I think is important in my life. Mm. What other hacks do I do? I don't know. 
<laughs> that's okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that's beautifully okay. Yeah. One thing that I've realized for me, because I do make my happiness a priority, whereas I used to not. Like I was so low on my own list, especially when my kids were little. And I think this is just what happens to a lot of parents is priorities shift a lot once you have a little one. And really, like my priority was to keep them alive, keep them happy, keep them growing, keep them nourished, all those things. And then also my husband, like, make sure we have a healthy relationship. And there was a point where he asked me one day, he's like, Jen, like, what do you even like to do anymore? Because he was talking about juggling and like, he's so good at like, always growing and self-development and just saying yes to himself. And that was something I, I didn't even realize I wasn't doing. And so now that I've started saying yes to myself, people have noticed a difference in my happiness and they enjoy being around me more too. So even with my business, there's a girl, Lindsay, who she's our incredible recipe creator and food photographer. She was telling me, we were on a call last week and she goes, it's just crazy, Jen, the difference when we talk now, like I can hear it in your voice. Like two years ago till now, you have drastically transformed. And that makes me feel good. And I want that for her too. And she wants it. She's like, whatever you've been doing, I want to drink that Kool-Aid too. That's a beautiful way to look at it. And what I love most about what you just said was that making yourself happy makes the people around you happier. Yeah. Which is usually why we don't make ourselves happy. I know. Because we think it's going to be at the expense of someone else. And we think it's selfish and that we are the only one that benefits. And that's so far from the truth. I think being selfish with a purpose is one of the most healthy things you can do. Yeah. Uh, One way that I actually hacked just more self-care in my life was I'm taking care of myself for other people. Mm -hmm. So like, that's how I first started. It was like, I'm taking this break because I know that taking this break is going to make me a happier boyfriend. It's going to make me a happier son. It's going to make me more committed, more Mm -hmm. open to putting my 110% out there. And I remember the first time I realized that it, it, it was almost like I felt so sad but I hadn't realized it before because I realized what version of myself I was giving other people. Yeah. yeah. And it was eye-opening for me. And I, and I love that. And I, I just, uh, so when was your first trip? Like when, like when you first said, hey, I'm going to start taking care of myself. Yeah. How did you start? Was there like a big jump that you just jumped in or did you start taking baby steps? What did it look like? It was kind of big because I started asking myself the question of like, what did I even like to do? Because I I was so far removed from it. Like my brain was like, what needs to happen today? And that was how I ran everything. It was around what needs to get done instead of what do I want to do? And I had a self-help coach. I don't know. I guess that's what we can call her. And she was kind of deep diving with me into this. And she's the one who got me to prioritize running in my life. And then the next thing was figuring out ways to celebrate moments in my life. And that's something I'm not good at. I like to, I cross something off the list and I immediately move on to the next thing. Instead of pausing and celebrating what actually just happened and how incredible it was and then moving on. And so to figure out my first big trip or adventure that I was going to do, she had me think back to being a kid and the things that I loved to do as a kid. And what were they? And the first thing I could think of was when I was in second grade, I don't think it was a school project, but I used to always draw and scribble during teaching time. And I remember drawing this picture of a flight attendant and I wanted to be her so bad. And so I drew her with like her little skirt and her bun on her head and she was all perfect and cute. 
And her job was to fly around the world. And I thought that was amazing. And so when she said that, that was the first image that came to me was like, that was something I really was passionate about. And then in fifth grade, I ended up realizing that instead of working as a flight attendant, I could actually fly the dang plane. And that got me even more excited. And so I looked into becoming a pilot in fifth grade and I had horrible eyesight. Like I couldn't see anything. And back then I had a friend whose dad was a pilot and he told me, cause I was that serious. I said, so what do I have to do to be you one day? And he said, well, you can't have bad vision. So I'm sorry, you can't be a pilot. And so the door closed in my face just like that in sixth grade. And so going through this whole process with my coach, I realized I want to fly a plane. Like that was something I loved as a kid. That door closed. I've never thought about it again. But you kind of just like hit me deep in my core of something that I was really passionate about. And so we set a goal and it was once I completed something within my business, it was some achievement that we were trying to work towards, like having a launch, I think like a six figure launch or something. I said we would celebrate and I would take a lesson to fly a plane. And so I literally, I did it. I Mm. signed up, I did a discovery flight And that was, my kids came out, my husband came out, they were all there watching me like get in that little Cessna twin engine jet that first time with this pilot, just taking off into the sky where you can go up, down, sideways, there's no limits, like you can do anything in a plane. And it was so freeing. Oh my gosh. High five. (laughs) High five. Jen, you are awesome. And I like that you, that was actually pretty good. You know, when you your first one was, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I do that, I'm going to celebrate. It's like you delayed instant gratification in like a very, yeah. very, very productive way. Yes. And it's very intentional. Very. And I think that that does that bleed back into you know, on, on a more like daily level? Like I know yeah, that's, like, sure. that's more like a quarterly or maybe even a, a yearly thing, but like on, on a more daily level, like how do you bake in celebration? Yeah, well, I'm definitely hardwired to get my work done before I play. So I work hard and then I play hard. And play I harder. Harder. <laughs> yeah. Play I, harder. I definitely am playing harder right now. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably work harder soon, but <laughs> there's always next year. <laughs> I like it. There's always next year. There's always next year. I can't believe it's yeah. There's always next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I the but that that idea though, just the overarching idea. After you did that, how did you feel? I mean, I was so excited. I felt like I was a kid again. And there was so much like giddiness and joy in my spirit that I had not experienced in a long, long, long time. Like I felt like my heart had been so closed off and like hardened. And I've become this like businesswoman, this mom who takes care of her family. And it all like had just grown hard and so logical. And then at that moment, it all just cracked open. And like, I was raw and real and like driven by emotion again. And I just wanted to stay in that space. And so I actually signed up to be, I took lessons to become a pilot after that. I said, one flight is not enough. Like I got to do this more. And so I, I've been working on my pilot's license. I'm not there yet, but making progress. Oh, progress is all we can do. And I'm I'm drawing so many parallels right now with like when I did stand up, mm-hmm. uh, like so many, just because kind of a celebratory thing for me. And when I did it, I remember getting off stage and just feeling 
emotions that I have not felt. Uh, like I found emotions that I didn't even know I had. Like I didn't even know they were real, and I didn't know how to describe them. But when you feel those emotions, it's almost like you can feel a part of yourself that you didn't know existed, and then that creates a curious journey within. Oh yeah. Uh, now going down this route of self-care combined with working really hard, how has all that impacted your own awareness of self? I think it's made me realize how awesome I am. Like, and I'm honestly like, and I'm not saying that to brag, but I think we all are so amazing and awesome, but we don't give ourselves credit for that or we don't see it. I mean, I didn't, I kept always looking ahead for the next thing I had to do and feeling like, to even be worth anything, I had to like conquer this huge mountain of things to do or clean the house. I don't know. Like it was something in my head just wired wrong. Whereas once I started doing these incredible adventures, it forces you to stop and just be like, wow, that was a big one. Like that was hard. That was crazy, but I did it. And like, you can't help but celebrate yourself and how amazing you are at that moment. And so by doing that over and over again, I'm more in that space of self-celebration, I guess I would say, and doing it with others too. I mean, everything I do is with someone else. Like I'm not in this for myself. And so the Grand Canyon, I brought my best friend along and she's the same way. Like we keep talking about it. We're like, we are some badass women. Like (laughs) we ran the Grand Canyon. Like most people, like there's, I think 5 million that go there a year that stand around that rim and miss the whole freaking thing because all the beauty's inside of it. Like what you see on the top is just a glimpse of it. And there's only a couple thousand that go down in it every year. And then those that run it in like a day and a half, the whole thing and back, like that's just unheard of. And so we're constantly knowing like, oh, we are awesome. Mm. And, and I'm proud you of that. Awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. And you're making me feel awesome. And I think the cool part of that whole cycle is that when you start to realize and you see your own amazingness in any capacity, mm-hmm. you start to know that everybody has amazingness. Yes. Yeah. And then you start to treat them like that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then people start to feel better when they're around you. And then yeah. that just creates this like amazing cycle. It's like this contagious energy that just yeah. everybody feel really good. So why the hell wouldn't you take care of yourself? <laughs> Is, is, is like the ultimate question because you're doing so much good for the world by just falling in love with who you are. Yeah. And when you say yes to things and experiences, and I mean, I'm inspired by your experiences. I'm going to the Grand Canyon in a couple of weeks and I'm sure as hell not running it in a day and a half. But and you are going? I'm going. I'm taking my, my dad has always wanted to go. And so uh, we're taking a family trip and I'm yes. cheating. We're, we're, we're taking like a little, like a little helicopter ride down into like inside okay Um, because i'm like i'm just like hey if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it right um (laughs) like my dad has he's probably gonna see this once and he's not gonna go back and see it again (laughs) so like we're gonna go inside and i don't know if that's like we're gonna go inside and see more than just the top that's Um, awesome so is it the same helicopter that will smith took for his bungee jumping that's a great question. Probably I don't know. Is. That makes me feel really awesome now. Like <laughs> I, did, I just went back into my own awesomeness because <laughs> we're doing that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I I just love that. I love that idea so much. And it's doesn't it feel freeing? Like yeah, to, to just yeah. to just own it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and something that I realized 
I think it was like a month ago, was like, I feel like there is nothing I cannot do. And I mean that, like, the thought of that is like, wow, like, yeah, sure, I may not do it as fast or as great or as amazing as someone else. But I feel like anything in the world, I can say yes to and I could do I could go anywhere. I won't allow excuses to stop me anymore. Because it's not worth it. Like my life is more important. And I'll find a way to do it. And I've learned too that I am not like I say I'm a runner, but I am not the most fit ripped runner out there. I'm like, I have two kids. I've got lots of body fat on me, but I still do it. And I think that's what inspired most people when I did this rim to rim to rim was like, they related to me. Like I'm out of breath. I'm like taking breaks all the time. And they're like, if she can do this, then I can do this too. And I had hundreds reach out saying like, this is on their bucket list now. And that feels good to me to know that I'm not setting the standard so high that they think I have to like look a certain way or have a certain amount of money to do anything. Like, no, like Jen does it scrappy. She does it with the body she has right now. And she just makes it happen. And you can too. How do you, besides being your best self and showing other people how to do it, if you could give advice to people who don't feel like they have the confidence to just do everything and feel everything. Mm -hmm. How would you get them on that train of thought to start pursuing that path? I would find someone that can encourage you because I needed that person in my own life because I was that like I, I had limits everywhere. I would say my kids are too young. We don't have money. My husband's a pastor. So like money is always hard or I'm too tired. And so I had to find that person, a coach for me who wouldn't take my bullshit for a no and would keep pushing me harder and being like, is that really the reason you can't do that? Or like, what if we work around that? And you don't have to pay someone. You can find a friend and just let them know like, hey, I need you to be this kind of friend for me. Not my yes friend. I need you to be the friend that is going to push me to be a better version of myself because you love me that much. And give them permission to do that. And that will change you and you will make progress. You just made me want to call a few people in my life and say thank you. I've had many friends along the way, whether it was when I was playing sports or in college or starting my business. And you're right. You can't, you're, I mean, you're not necessarily the average of the five people you spend your time with, but I think you are an average of the five people who believe in you. (laughs) And, um, and, and having people who believe in you and, and even asking for it. Like, I think most people are scared to ask. Yeah. You know? And so how did you get around that fear of, of actually like asking someone and holding and giving someone the power to like push you in that way? Didn't your like fear imposter syndrome kind of battle yeah. back up? Oh, I mean, those first conversations with them was really hard. Like I am not a soft cookie to open or crack an egg or I don't even know what the saying is, but <laughs> something with that. Like, and like, I mean, I don't use words to express myself well. Like I'm a writer. Like I love to journal and write things down. So to get someone to like force me to talk about my feelings or like deepest desires and things like that, like it's not very natural. But I think for me, I kind of got lucky finding that person because they started as my business coach. And I can always justify investing in my business much easier than I could justify investing in myself. Yes. And it's sad, but that's how it was. And so 
I had rationalized we needed them in our business to help us through the stuff, get to the next level. So she came into our life through that. And just what I saw her do with our business and kind of working through my own mindset and my role, I realized that I could take her further and she could help me on a much deeper level. Jenna, and I call that does. a hack. A hack. Okay, that's my other hack. I got another one. Yes. I call that a hack. You're killing <laughs> it with the hacks today. Um, and and that's okay. That's that's the beauty of it all. Like, doesn't matter how the sausage is made as long as it tastes good. Yeah, but yeah. I have so many. Like now, I've stopped hiring people for even roles. Like in my own business, in my own life, and in, in everything. I mean, I don't hire for roles anymore. I hire I hire for character. Yeah. I hire for a personality trait that I know is going to keep me accountable or to push me in a certain way. And I think that's the best way to do life, to be honest. Find the right yeah. people, love the right people, invest mm -hmm. in the right people, and then let them invest back in you. Yeah. And it just creates this amazing cycle of awesomeness. So everyone <laughs> feels awesome. Everyone feels amazing. And then everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns into this just, I don't know, it just turns into this really fun energy when we can start to trust the people in our life to hold us accountable, but also love and play and, and enjoy life together. Yeah. Jen, what's next for you? You just got back. I got to know. I got to know. Because it's like, you're a firecracker in, in like a million <laughs> different ways. So tell me, what's next? Um, what's next is two months of chilling with my homies, which are my kids and my husband and our chickens and all of that. So I, it'll be downtime here, Thanksgiving, the holidays, and just really making new memories with our family. And my kids are nine and 10. And so it's a really fun age where we have lots of good conversations and I might take them up to the snow, like kind of do like a last minute surprise trip. Cause we're down in Florida where like snow is not a thing. No. And they left California when they, my son was three. And so they have no memories of snow. So I thought that would be a fun little trip. But the biggest one I have, I do have a bigger one, is I'm going to Cambodia with my team at Simple Green Smoothies. Mm. So we are doing that in January. And I mean, I can close with this, but one of the things that I realized with my business was I, I asked this question to myself and you could do it for your own personal life too. But like if my business were to shut down next week, had I left enough legacy or done enough with it to feel like that's okay. And I thought about that a lot. And there was a piece always missing for me. And it was doing greater output into the world and helping more people outside of just wellness. Like I wanted to help a nonprofit take what they already do so well and amplify it more. And so we partnered with World Hope and they have a, a mushroom cultivation project in Cambodia where they're helping women who are, of course, prey to sex trafficking and to create their own source of income and revenue through growing mushrooms, which is a more lucrative way of earning money than a lot of other even farming practices there. And so we've been doing that for this past year. And it's time that we get there on the ground and actually meet these women and their families and thank them for allowing us to be a part of it and also encourage them to continue growing out their business too. Jen, how do we support that mission? Because that sounds beautiful. And I, if I didn't love you already, I'd love you even more now. <laughs> I think you're even more awesome. So how do, we, how, do, how do we support this? How do we support you? How do we get involved with your world and just cheer you on as you're fixing world hunger and taking on, and taking on every 
and just leaving legacies that we're all inspired by. Of course, you can follow me on social media where I constantly am sharing about my next adventure or what is on my heart at that moment. And that's at Simple Green Smoothies or personally, it's at Jen Hansard. And then if you want to try a green smoothie, if you haven't had one yet, I really, really, really want you to try one because I know you're going to love it. And you can do that by signing up for our free seven-day green smoothie challenge. And I'll give you seven recipes that take just seven ingredients and you can make in under seven minutes for the entire week of smoothies. So mm-hmm. I dare you to do it. I'm dare. Dare accepted by yes. Raj. All right, Jen, I have one last question for you. And that is in the midst of everything you're doing, all the hats you're wearing, everywhere you're going and everywhere you've been, how do you stay grounded? Hmm. Well, I definitely feel the most grounded when I'm out running and that's my time I spend with God. And so for me, it's getting outside out of the walls of my house, work, and just being one-on-one where all those thoughts that I have, I pour out and God and I have a great conversation along that run. And that keeps me grounded every single day. Well, I am I'm so grateful for you, Jen. This has been probably one of my favorite conversations I've had in, in a good while. Awesome! Um, yes, you make me feel very awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking over the world. I'm going to go do like 50 push-ups right after this. Oh, that's um, a challenge. We should yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fire thousands of push-ups. Um, that would be fun. That would be fun. Anyways, Jen, again, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for just sharing your story. And guys, we'll make all of Jen's links and and resources available in the show notes. And you guys will be able to find Jen and, and go tell her tell her thank you or or just go go say hi to her. Uh, she is she's pretty awesome. But uh, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your friend, Jen. And from us, stay grounded. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.